Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of One for All, that weekly show where we rewatch and review the anime My Hero, My, the anime My Hero Academia. Words are hard. Words are hard. I'm Annabeth, and this wonderful individual you just heard is Nancy. We are back this week to talk about the second arc of season four, and specifically season four, episode sixteen. Win those kids' hearts. What do you remember about this episode? I remember it involves Bakugo and Todoroki, who we know are some of the most proficient students in Class 1A, really on top of their stuff, and they come up against a challenge that may be too much for them. Da, da, da! It's true. Yes. Also, if you are wondering where our weekly news segment went, we were tired of saying COVID's still here. And so we just don't do it Mm -hmm. anymore because it looks like it's going to be here to stay. But today's Halloween. But today is Spooky Day. It is Spooky Day. It is Spooky Day. And after this recording, Nancy and I are going to go downstairs and play Mario Party on a spooky board. Yes. The new Mario Party Superstars. Uh, all stars, superstars, all stars, star, star, something. The game where they took all the N64, yeah, put they, them together. They took all the good ones and mm-hmm. then put them in a single game. And I've played a bunch, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Nancy beat me in the very last moment last night when we were playing online. Peach was victorious. Peach was victorious. So much money, <laughs> so much. There was so many coins. I mean, which I thought was appropriate because Peach is a, a princess. Yes. And it was her birthday cake. And it was her birthday cake. People are like, what are they talking about? Nobody <laughs> knows what we're talking about. We're about to go watch an episode of anime. Thank you for putting up with our absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. See you soon. And we are back with a really odd episode yes um it is a very comedy focused episode and i think even for comedy focused episodes it's a little strange um but we start with a quick recap from last episode where we see the students arriving for this test specifically todoroki and bakugo and also the shiketsu students so we have inasa the guy that makes the tornadoes we have kami who was all kidnapped during the last (laughs) event and Seiji, who's not there to take a test, he's just there to share his opinions, apparently. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of his personality trait. He's yeah. he's full of himself and likes to Qu- talk. Quite a bit. And then we have a quick shot of the instructors and talking about how they're going to make things hard for them. Yep. Uh, it's, it's the basic recap of last time. Uh, in the actual test area Mm -hmm. we see that there's more than just the four of them there are a bunch of unnamed students from presumably other schools yeah because if you think about it like they weren't the only ones that did not pass like plenty of people failed and were given another chance they're just the ones that we care about i think it's kind of funny that as they're walking into the the room you have anasa almost quizzing todoroki about like his favorite foods and stuff like that in Todoroki, like they, they clearly they don't agree on so how to, how certain foods are prepared and stuff like that. And Todoroki's like, you know, man, it's it's okay. Like we don't need to be friends or anything like that. And Anasa's like, no, we must be friends. Like he is determined that that is how things are going to go between them now. Because as you know, they did not get along at all last time. And Bakugo is over there being like, I hate this shit. Yeah, like Bakugo already completely out of patience for this. Yep. 
Uh, when the, the whole class is gathered together to receive some instruction, everybody sees that Endeavor has arrived in the stands because he goes, Showtime! Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, really loud. I think it's really funny that at first you get, like, All Might in present Mike. Present Mike of all people. Like, coming in and being more discreet. And All Might being like, oh, sure, let's, let's sit somewhere where they don't see us. And then Endeavor shows up. And all he can think about is his kid. Yep, all you can think about is his kid. And everyone's like, why is Endeavor here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're like, is that All Might? Uh, and everybody is very jazzed. Except for Anasa, who's like, I fucking hate Endeavor. Yeah, I, I and I do think it is really telling um, that when they see All Might, and this, as you know, is skinny All Might, all shriveled down, powerless, injured All Might, who's no longer the number one hero. Like, Endeavor is technically, like, the number one hero by default at this point, even yep. though they haven't done the official rankings yet. But still, All Might is more impressive to them, and that is, like, a very important thing for this episode. Yeah, it's it's an important beat. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're introducing all the kids in the class, they're like, there will be a change today. This student is joining us. And they're like, it's Cammy. Mm-hmm. There's this interesting little dialogue back and forth with a couple characters where they're like, we let Cammy come in here because she couldn't remember like taking the test. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, I lost my memory for like four days or something like that or slept for four days or something like that. And you could tell that she thinks it's kind of strange, but she hasn't thought that deeply about it, which definitely lets you know a lot about what the type of character that Cammy is. Like she is definitely the dumb bimbo stereotype in no deeper. In no deeper. Nope. <laughs> this, this is commented on by Seiji and the Shiketsu teacher who are mm-hmm. in the stands who's like, I can't believe that we didn't notice. She's such an idiot that if it had been anyone else, yeah. we probably would have figured it out. Yeah, but they know that, you know, the League of Villains, they were somehow involved. There's something going on here. Like they even mentioned that there was something in her blood or something like that. Like they don't know the, the extent that we do, but they know that, you know, something shifty happened. And then suddenly, Gang Orca is on the scene to discipline these kids. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's like a drill sergeant. Yep. They're sir, yes, sirring him. And then he asks our delinquents a couple of questions, mm-hmm. and they answer incorrectly for all of them, and he tosses them into a separate group, literally. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting that they all answer in, incorrectly in different ways, like Bakugo is rude, and Todoroki tries to give a serious answer when it just wasn't the one he was looking for. But yeah, they are, are tossed off to the side in a de- separate group because they're basically going to be taking a separate test, Kami included. Yeah, Gang Orca is like, listen, you fish turds. He calls them fish turds, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm eight, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, you don't lack like skill. Like That's not your problem. Like You lack heart. Like, people won't reach out to you because you're rude or can't see past your own ego. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's a huge problem. So we have prepared a very difficult trial for you. Try taming this wild group of elementary students. And I must admit, as someone that works in a library, not with kids anymore, but that's really challenging. Like, if someone opened the door and they're like, here is an entire classroom filled with elementary school kids and as we learn pretty soon sort of like not misbehaving elementary school kids like there's a lot of bad kids in this class that is a challenge for anyone especially you know these four kids that don't have any experience with this sort of thing like if you think about it I don't even know if any of like Todoroki has siblings but they're all older than him 
So they don't necessarily even have, at least the characters we know, have any experience with younger siblings. Yeah, it's, I've been to an event like this where teenagers had to take care of like a school of young kids. Like we did it for like the grade school when I was in high school and it was a nightmare. NHS, the National Honor Society, which I was a part of, did this and it was it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, and the kids show up and they immediately just take over the place. Yep. Like they run into the room. You have one kid in the corner that's like way too cocky and confident and feels like he knows everything. A bunch of kids rush Todoroki and they look at all these little like medical sort of tubes, tubes that he has hanging from his belt and they call them wee-wees. <laughs> We're both eight. We're both eight. This is a this is a great episode if you like really immature humor. And he tries to, you know, seriously explain to them, oh no, these are this, but they don't care. Yeah, they like, just they, call they him just, the five wee wee. They man. call him the five wee wee guy. And NASA is pretty much beat up by a bunch of kids and what is it, Cammy, like, you know, tries to hug them and like one grabs her butt and stuff like that. Yeah, and- all the the young young girls are like, We don't want to be like this mm-hmm. hussy. Like, we, we have to be rude to her. Like, it's it's a mess. They try, like, a bunch of different stuff over the course of this episode to, like, get them under control. And it, it none of it works. They're highly inept. But while all of this chaos is going on, we go back to the stands and the advisory board, I guess, where the stressed teacher is all stressed out. Mm-hmm. And President Mike is bored. Oh, he is so bored. Like, he, you could see him. He's sitting there. And he's looking at this event in front of him. And... He's holding himself back. He's holding himself back. He's holding himself back. And then he can't do it anymore. He has to emcee this event. He has to, you know, grab the microphone and be his loud, wonderful self, which I appreciated. Oh, yeah. It's wild and unnecessary. But it does clear the way for All Might and Endeavor to have a private conversation, which is much more cordial than the ones they've had in the past. Yeah, because, I mean, think about all that we know about them is the fact that Endeavor really wants to be the number one hero and All Might has always been the one standing in his way. Yeah, and they have like some in- introductory like pleasantries, but mm-hmm. the heart of the matter here is Endeavor's like, listen, I am the number two hero, the number one hero by default. Like I was the number two hero and I've, crime is up 3% like this year and I have busted like so many criminals, but... I can feel something that you built up like crumbling away, something abstract that isn't physically tangible, but it is tangible in a different sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is falling apart and I don't know how to keep it together. What is the symbol of peace exactly? Yeah. And it's a very appropriate sort of conversation to be having during this episode, because as we know, at least the three guys, we don't know too much about Cammie and her combat abilities yet in fact actually when she asked the instructors about it they figured oh we figured you'd be pretty bad at this anyways um but the three other guys that we know like they're really strong when it comes to combat abilities and endeavor is really strong when it comes to combat but what he lacks is this more sort of nuanced understanding of things and it's what he needs to learn Yep, it's really important. And we get to watch his kid and all of his not friends fail at this to the point where Bakugo is like, I know what we need to do. This teacher was an idiot and let the kids run the class. We're going to find out whoever is propagating this atmosphere of rebellion and beat the shit out of them. I think he even says throw rocks at them, like string them up and throw rocks or something like that. This 
this drives me nuts because these this episode and next episode mm-hmm. are two episodes that are often talked about as like the turning point mm-hmm. for Bakugo. But if anything, at least in this episode, not this episode, <laughs> has, has not learned anything at all. Because he seems really serious about this. Like, oh, yeah. all we have to do is kick the shit out of this kid and they'll simmer down. And don't you forget, Bakugo spent, like, all of season one and, like, a chunk of season two being the bully. So this is sort of like, and he it sounds like with Deku, he did that for years. So that's kind of the default for him, um, which is, you know, finding the powerful child and knocking him down a few pegs by beating him up. I think it's interesting, though, like, he references the teacher not being able to keep control of her, of her classroom. And we actually learn from the teacher that what, this particular age is difficult for children because this is around the time that their quirks show up. And having, like, all these different powers can be really difficult, and there are counseling for the kids. Um, but this particular class is, is just a mess, and it definitely seems like it's beyond the control of our students. There's a really interesting note here that I don't want to forget to touch on. Like, the other kids, uh, Inasa and Kami and, and Shoto, mm-hmm. are like, hey, you can't just go beat up kids. And Bakugo's response is, that's the way I was raised. Like, yeah. people kick the shit out of me when I misbehave. Mm-hmm. And, wow, does that say a lot. Yeah, I mean, we have a character here that responds to every situation, basically, with violence and shouting. So it makes sense that he's probably, you know, raised in a situation where, yeah, that was the norm. So that is how he has learned to react to everything. And we've seen that a little bit back a season or two ago Mm -hmm. when we met his mother, Mm -hmm. who's very much like he is. Yes, she's basically a Bakugo clone. So, yeah, it definitely makes sense. But we see all of the uh, students try their own methods for dealing with things that do not involve violence. Like, Anas is like, I'm just going to make friends with all these kids. Even Seiji in the, in the crowd says, you know, like, maybe he would just be really good at playing with kids. Like, he's a real, he is a big kid, if you think about it. He's a big, passionate guy. But when he starts to play with these kids and starts to talk to them, they definitely take him down a few pegs. It's funny, because I feel like, we are have this currently have this weird obsession with generations in like the public discourse. And right now it's all about how the cool Gen Z people are taking down, you know, the real the, the rapidly aging, disappointing millennials. And I feel like the a lot of the interactions between these two groups, these two different age ranges, are very similar. Like you have these students coming in and they're usually like the cool young kids, and then you have the younger kids showing up and just constantly t- knocking him down. <laughs> hey, 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 let's be fair. Gen Gen Z and beyond, the Zoomers, they still matter the boomers more than us. Yes. Still, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's still enough of them left mm-hmm. that uh, we don't take the bulk of the blame for probably like another 10 years. And then it'll be all our fault. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just talking more about like the, the conversations you see online. I, I know. Notice. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Important notes is we pivot back to the All Might and Endeavor conversation. Endeavor talks about his climb to number two and how he pushed so hard, like in his early 20s, to get to number two. And because he climbed all the way up there, he realized that he he just couldn't get to number one. There was no way. Like, All Might was too far above him. And he was like, you know, if I was just doing this to get prestige like it wouldn't have mattered to me and I could have been nice to you but Mm -hmm. like I wanted to be the strongest there was and I couldn't be Mm -hmm. and so I was a dick to you 
all the time. This is um, why we shouldn't maybe have this obsession with power levels and number one heroes and number two heroes and stuff like that. Because what does it actually accomplish? But anyways, let's keep on going. And he's <laughs> like, now I'm in this position where I am the number one hero. And I like, basically, I don't know what to do or mm-hmm. how to hold this together. He doesn't say that explicitly, but it's implied. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, when he asks him again, like, what do you mean by the symbol of peace? Tell me already. Yeah. And All Might talks about growing up, he, you know, he wasn't really sure, but he realized that it's something that the country needed and how there was so much fear and how, like, he basically needed to find a way to give people hope. But how this journey to become the symbol of peace has required him to make a lot of sacrifices. Yeah, he talks about how he cast aside people who cared about him. He, he has sacrificed a lot to be the symbol he talks a lot about how even more so than today, people were so afraid back then. There were mm-hmm. so many heroes, but no matter how many heroes they were, crime didn't go down. Yeah. So you needed some something more than someone that could show up and take down the bad guys. Like you needed someone that could inspire people. And he says, I know what people are saying about you. And I know that they compare you to me. But what's important is you're not me. Mm-hmm. And what you are building or what you believe the symbol to be doesn't have to be what I thought the symbol should be. In fact, it probably shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to find your own symbol and not rush. Like, take your time, figure out what it is, and then be that for people. Which is great advice for anyone, yeah. I think. and really good advice for Endeavor. Because if you think about it, if Endeavor's like, okay, now I'm the number one hero, I'm taking on All Might's job, I'm going to be the symbol of peace. And if he tried to be All Might... He would fail like he and All Might are two incredibly different people. Obviously, Endeavor can also be plenty loud, as we saw at the beginning of this episode. But he is not the jolly, boisterous All Might. It just doesn't work that way. So Endeavor is going to have to find his own way to be the number one hero. And it's not something that's going to happen overnight. You know what else isn't going to happen overnight? Their ability to take care of these kids because... (laughs) Just as Bakugo expected, this is about to turn into an all-out brawl. Yes. Like, we have Todoroki walking up to the kids and, like, trying to, like, share pieces of himself to connect with them. But they don't care about that. Like, the girls think that he's cute, but the boys find him boring. The boys think that he's boring, and the girls who even like him refuse to like him when they realize that Cammy thinks he's hot. Mm -hmm. And it's just a mess. And so now the kids who believe themselves the heroes better are Mm going to rise up and show these dumb adults or adult-like people that they're the future. Yep. And they're going to win. Get out of the way, old man. And Bakugo (laughs) is more than willing to rally the troops to kick the shit out of them. Mm -hmm. uh, And that's where our episode ends. Yeah, we get a little bit of commentary from Seiji being like, you know, a brawl between these two groups is terrible. If... They trounce these kids as they have the ability to do. Then it's going to be very disheartening for the kids. That's beating up children. (laughs) And if they let the kids win, that's going to make them even more impertinent. And the teacher even comments that, you know, know, the, the real problem is these kids do seriously believe that they are stronger than pro heroes. And they're going to go all out. So... That's going to be next episode. Yeah, one of these kids is like little chain chops that yeah. they throw at people. It's, Speaking of Mario. It's, it's fucking wild. Yeah. And they do look kind of scary all there with all their powers glowing and stuff like that. But as we as is realistic, like these are kids that have just come into their powers in the past couple of years. They're not going to be able to win. Yeah. we. I guess we're going to find out. What did you think of this episode? Very different. This is a comedy episode. There are no big fights. 
There are no really dramatic moments for the students at the very least, but the more comedic elements uh, of the, you know, the elements with the kids, I think are nicely balanced out with the All Might and Endeavor stuff. And I really like the fact that they are both touching on the same idea, sort of the idea that it can't always be about strength and fighting, that there has to be more of a substance when you are in these important positions. So, and I, I like that, even though it is a strange episode all around. Yeah, they're having the conversation and then you're getting to see it in the, the conversation in action yeah. below them, which I think is a really nice touch. I did enjoy the episode. The kids are a little much. I like kids, but I can't handle that many kids. Especially because, as we are told, like, they are not necessarily, I mean, they're not bad kids. I shouldn't have said that earlier. But they are kids that all have issues. And those issues are on full display this episode. (laughs) My mother worked in uh, childcare for most of her very long career. And I have met plenty of young kids, uh, preschool or early elementary kids. And they really run the gamut. And I have Mm -hmm. definitely seen kids like the kids in this class who didn't have superpowers. Mm -hmm. And heaven forbid that they did because it would have been a nightmare. Yeah, Um, we see it at the library all the time where we had this kid come in once who decided he was going to run around everywhere, including into back offices, mine, (laughs) where we technically don't allow patrons. And then he went over to a kiosk where we were selling a few items that had been donated where there was a glass ball and he went, oh, this looks like it would bounce. And he smashed it onto the ground. There was glass everywhere. So he, that is who I think about when I think of these kids. <laughs> um, I think for Plus Ultra Character, I will be giving it to Endeavor this episode for stowing his pride mm-hmm. and asking for help. Something we have literally never seen him do. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really fair thing. I am tempted to give it to present Mike for his awesome emceeing, but I think I'm actually going to have to give it to All Might for giving out some really good advice. Yeah, that's a good call. We know that, well, All Might gives really bad advice sometimes, actually. Good job, All Might. (laughs) Just a point of note, this is a ways away, but I rewatched the second movie Mm -hmm. recently, and there's like a ton of stuff that doesn't get revealed until season five. Which is really strange when the movie aired after season four. Yeah, like I went back and watched it and I was like, wait a, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't know when we're going to watch and review that just mm-hmm. for the sake of, of spoilies. Yeah, we might end up doing it when we were planning on doing it, which is at the end of, once we're done with all the season four episodes, and we might just give like a spoiler warning ahead of time, or we might push it back a little more. We'll figure that out by the time we get there. Absolutely. We just wanted to give you a heads up that that might be a little out of schedule from where we originally had anticipated to put it. Mm -hmm. Now, we are done for the day. This is the end of the show. You can totally follow us over on Twitter at One For All Cast, or you can follow us if we happen to be online. I'm at Incidentally Anna. Nancy is at... Watch Nancy Tweet. (laughs) You're going to listen to this after Halloween, but we hope you had a very happy and safe Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween, particularly here in the age of, of the vid, mm-hmm. uh, which is still everywhere. Um, but don't forget, if you're looking for a little R&R, like reading time coming up here in the holidays, Nancy writes them books. And in fact, is going to have another book out here soon, or probably by the time that you listen to to it. Yeah, out. I think so. Because of the gaps between when we record and when the episodes are released, by the time that you listen to this, my Third novella, God can't count. Third novella in the Twin Kingdom series will be out. Uh, the Twin Kingdom series is my series of fairy tale retellings 
This one is called The Wayward Tower, which is probably the best title I've ever come up with, and I don't think I can top that. It retells Rapunzel. But if superheroes are more to your taste, I have the Red and Black series, which is an ongoing series with four books out so far. Another one maybe on the way this year. Next year. Next year. That's right. It's not 2022 yet. Not yet. (laughs) It kind of feels like it is. It's Mm -hmm. been flying by. But... Here we are at the end. A big thank you to all of you for listening. As always, a super big thank you to Richard DaCosta for our opening and ending credits. And the ultra plus, the plus ultra thank you to my co-host, Nancy, for discussing the behaviors of children in an animated children's show. It was fun. It was fun. We'll see you next time for season four, episode 17, Relief for Those Licensed Trainees. See you then. See you then.